0: Welcome, everyone, to episode 9 of the Card Subject to Change podcast on the Game Changer Sports Network. I'm your host, William Kliske, and for this episode, we're going to be trying something a little bit different this time, whereas in all the other episodes, I just kind of run down the shows and give my thoughts on them. But in this one, I have um, more news stuff that didn't fully happen inside the ring, and... For, I don't really have reviews of the shows. I just have some bullet points from the shows. And we're just going to go over them like that. So we'll see where this goes and how it works. And hopefully this format's here to stay. Because, I don't know, I'm kind of a fan of just not reading it. But it's just kind of something that's been happening. So to start off with some news... Throughout the week. Um, on JoJo's Instagram. She announced that she and Bray Wyatt. Are expecting a baby in a couple months. And they're naming him Nash. K-N-A-S-H. So. Congratulations to JoJo and Bray Wyatt. And w- I look forward to seeing you back on my TV soon. And. And. I'm sure Baby Nash is going to be adorable. Um, We had Piper Niven debut in NXT UK. I don't follow NXT UK that much, but it's great to see her debut there. I didn't watch the video either. I just know. I just saw it, She that she debuted in NXT UK. So I think that's great for the brand. M- maybe I'll check in now. Because I'm a fan of hers. Um, we got our next Hall of Fame induction. We got the Heart Foundation. And I think it's kind of interesting timing for them. Considering Jim. Jim the Anvil Nightheart passed away. Just a couple of months ago. A number of months ago. And this is the part of the Hall of Fame that I find interesting about this year. So I don't know when Ric Flair's second and Hall of Fame induction was off, right like right off the top of my head. But for the longest time, there were um so over, like Ric Flair being the only two-time WWE Hall of Famer. And after Saturday, April 6th, there will officially be four two-time Hall of Famers. So it's making a jump from one to four in one Hall of Fame ceremony. So it's just going to go from Ric Flair to Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels, Booker T, and Bret Hart. Which, I don't know, it's kind of a weird way to do it. Just have them all go at once. But uh, I get it. just have a bunch of big stars be inducted into the Hall of Fame. And it was a good way to get China in for DX, so that makes Shawn Michaels, and same with Jim Anvil Neidhart, for that makes Bret Hart. And... I guess I'm not that big on WCW. I, it, was, well, it was before my time. Like, the last episode of Nitro was on my fifth birthday, so WCW is well before my time. So I just know the Harlem Heat were ten-time WCW Tag Team Champions. So I'm, I haven't really seen any of their matches, but I know I'm a fan of Booker T, and so obviously they're probably a great tag team. And well deserving of this Hall of Fame spot, which maybe this will lead future WCW talents and stars to be inducted into the Hall of Fame based on what they did in WCW instead of WWE. So I think this Hall of Fame this year has been a great way to get different types of talent in. Not not different types. Just like expand the horizons of what you've your accomplishments can contain. If that makes sense, um, uh, that's all I had for that. I think. Um, we WWE has claimed another victim of the name shortening list. Uh, we can say goodbye to Mustafa because it's just Ali from here. Um, this one's a head scratcher for me. Not as much as Andrade. Mainly because for Andrade, his name, Andrade Cien Almas, is literally in his theme song. So dropping the Cien Almas made zero sense to me. Just like dropping Mustafa Ali, or just dropping the Mustafa from the Ali, is really confusing to me. Because Mustafa Ali just rolls off my tongue. And it's just going to be weird to hear, um, what's his name, Greg Hamilton. Just be like, coming to the ring from Chicago, Illinois, weighing 185 pounds, or whatever he weighs, Ali. So, I just personally, Mustafa Ali just rolls off the tongue, but we'll see where this goes. Let's see if he still gets the big push he was going to have before he got injured. And we'll see if he somehow stays within the WWE title picture from post-WrestleMania or post-Money in the Bank. Maybe he'll be in the Money in the Bank match and maybe he wins. I don't know. We'll find out. Um, So there's a new number one merch seller in WWE and goes by the man, Becky Lynch, which it's kind of a given for me. It makes a lot of sense. Becky Lynch is amazing. She's obviously the top star in this company right now. So it only makes sense that with the amount of merch they've released for her in the past couple of months alone, very good reason why she's the number one merch seller. And that's according to uh, Fightful.com's Sean Ross Sap. So congrats Becky Lynch. Rake in that money from that. Um... Merchandise checks. So, I think we're slowly with this next piece of news that I think came out today or yesterday. I don't remember. I know I s- just saw it today, but I don't remember if it was today's news or yesterday's news. But, I think this is a sign of Vince kind of slowly but surely we making a very small, like not like a step out the door, but maybe like, he angled his right foot thirty degrees towards the door. Type of move, where he sold uh, two hundred and seventy million dollars of his stock for to fund the F- to fund the XFL. So, it looks like he's really going hard to make the XFL happen. I'm excited to see it in 2020, and hopefully, when the XFL comes, he fully uh, controls that. And does what he wants there. And Triple H can take over for WWE. Because I just think the product as a whole will be better. And once SmackDown goes to Fox, I think the product will even be better then. So I think we're getting into the beginning stages of the product getting even better. Personally. um, So right away, this might not sound like WWE news. But both Rob Gronkowski from the NFL and Conor McGregor from MMA have both retired from their respective sports. Now, these are both intriguing, because both of these guys have, there's been a little bit of ramblings of whether or not they'll be coming to WWE or not. And the Gronk one makes sense. He's, like, best friends with Mojo Raleigh. And Mojo has said, I think it was in an interview, that, um... Sooner or later, you'll probably see Rob Gronkowski in the WWE ring at some point in some capacity again. Whether that means wrestling or being like a manager or just like a couple one off appearances, we'll find out. And the Conor McGregor one is even more intriguing in my eyes because, um, sorry, um, he tweeted, or when he tweeted that he announced that he was retiring from the sport of MMA. He said he was gonna join his former partners on this venture in retirement. But there is a period after a venture. So could he have been talking about Ronda Rousey? Could he be talking about not exactly um what's his name? He's the current UFC heavyweight champ. I am I don't watch UFC so I know uh give me one second I wasn't prepared for this part um Daniel Cormier so uh with daniel cormier uh this isn't fully w w e part, but he keeps wanting to fight Brock Lesnar, so that's kind of the venture of pro wrestling a little bit and finn. Responded to his retirement tweet saying "See you at Mania, brother." So, we will we'll we'll see where that goes. So, that's it that I have from out of ring news. So, for in ring news, what from watching NXT and seeing results from NXT Takeover U- or NXT UK, um, it is now. Confirmed via television and not just reading the results online beforehand is that we have Ricochet and Black versus the War Raiders and Dunn or Pete Dunn versus Walter for the NXT UK Championship at Takeover. Now both these matches are going to be fantastic. I can already see it. And through these two week or these two episodes of Raw and SmackDown as well. We have a couple of new matches and match stipulations. And so some of the new WrestleMania matches are the Fatal 4-Way Women's Tag Team Championship match. We have Sasha and Bayley versus Nia and Tamina versus the Divas of Doom versus the Iconics. And next week I'll be talking about my predictions for the show. And so you'll find out. In one week's time. We also have Balor versus Lashley for the Intercontinental Championship, also confirmed on Monday night. And there's been rumblings. The WrestleMania poster has it as this, and Finn Balor, whenever he beats Lashley to get an opportunity or win the title, it's always been in a handicap match and he pinned Leo Rush to win the title lost the title back to Lashley in one on one and then in the handicap match to get his title shot again he beat Jinder Mahal but not Lashley so at Wrestlemania 35 could we be seeing the demon for the first time on the grandest stage of them all we'll have to find out but I'd personally I would personally put my money on it but we'll see what happens on Monday night. Um we have Colin Jost and Michael Che entered into the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Colin Jost. <laughs> oh man. I feel like he would be a fantastic heel wrestling manager. He just knows how to get under your skin. Oh man. I've rewatched that segment with uh, Colin Jost, Michael Che, and Braun Strowman on a moment of bliss from Raw, and Colin Jost gets me every time. He's a he's a really funny dude, but he really knows how to get under your skin, man. I'm d- <laughs> he just really knows how to get under your skin, and I can't wait to see what they do at the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Now, if I was booking WWE, uh, just imagine if it's just the three of them in the Battle Royal, nobody else. Sorry, guys, we're building this story here with Braun Strowman and the two hosts from SNL. And it's just like, oh, you can hide from WWE superstars in the Battle Royal, or I can find you backstage and you're definitely going to get hurt. But it's just like, psych, <laughs> it's only me. Now you're going to get these hands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that should be interesting how they play it off in the Battle Royal. I could see um, a sea of superstars getting eliminated really quick. And then maybe Brad Strowman, um tossing Colin Jost and Michael Che out of the ring at the same exact time onto a bunch of superstars so that obviously they don't get hurt. And maybe the... Um, SNL before WrestleMania, so the same day as the Hall of Fame, we could see Brock Lesnar, not Brock Lesnar, no, Jesus Christ. that Could you imagine? But we could see Braun Strowman on SNL interrupt Colin Joseph and Michael Che and maybe like set up his own ropes, like these are the ropes, and just toss them over. It's like, that's going to happen to you tomorrow night at WrestleMania and the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. <laughs> oh my God. What am I doing? With this. I don't know what I'm doing with my predictions of this story. I'm just having a little... (laughs) Oh, boy. Jesus. Um, Okay. Uh, Next up, we have... uh, Triple H had a letter from Batista. But before he could face Batista at WrestleMania, he jobbed out to an envelope. So, give that... (laughs) Victory to the envelope. Triple H, you're on a cold streak heading into WrestleMania. Why would you agree to put your career on the line? It's like, you're going in on a losing streak. Like, use your brain. But no. uh, Batista demanded that they move WrestleMania to fit his schedule. (laughs) Showing what kind of A-list celebrity he has become. And... He wants Triple H to put his career on the line, in which he accepted. And I think, yeah, that was it for new matches that were announced on Raw. And now, uh, new matches that were announced on SmackDown Live is that Kofi Kingston is getting his WWE Championship shot against Daniel Bryan. Now, after the New Day. Had run through the tag team gauntlet. Also class act by the Usos for forfeiting. Just like. Obviously they're not heels like everyone else who was in the gauntlet. But. It was cool what they did. It's like yo. Nobody deserves a title shot more than Kofi Kingston. So. Good luck Goose. We forfeit. So. New New Day went successfully through five teams to get Kofi Kingston to for the WWE Championship match at WrestleMania. And after, I always forget who the backstage interviewer is for SmackDown. I think it's Dasha Fuentes if I'm not mistaken. But um uh had asked Vince a couple questions after Kofi won and co- he said we'll see if Kofi Kingston of the b player can beat Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship. So, I think it's clear that the match is official. But, knowing WWE, we can never be too sure. So, next week, will there be any more obstacles they potentially might have to go through to make it a WWE Championship match instead of just facing Daniel Bryan? Or... Well, the obstacle come at WrestleMania when it turns out to like not be one on one, and maybe like in a pre-show match, it's just like all three members of the New Day fight each other, and the winner goes face Brian or something like that, and like Biggie and Xavier lay down, but like if they lay down, they get fired or something. I don't know. That just came off the top of my head, but I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. Um, and then also in SmackDown, we had Shane versus Miz confirm that their match is now a last man standing match. And this is how we get Shane McMahon to jump off the building. That's right. You heard me correctly. Just like, I think it was Lady Gaga for the Super Bowl. We're going to have Shane McMahon jump off the building. this Or the center structure, Right that's above the ring for Outdoor Stadium WrestleManias. He's gonna jump off that like through like 17 tables onto The Miz who's on like table number (laughs) 8. Or something ridiculous like that. But this is how we're gonna get Shane to get us jumping. Because we all know Shane. And The Miz attacked I think it was like 6 or 7 security guards and 5 jobbers as I would say on Smackdown. Just beat them all up. Eric Young looks very old and very different without his facial hair. Let me tell you that, man. He looks even more psychotic. (laughs) And I'm looking forward to that match as much as... I feel like if you told me six months ago that this match was happening, I'd be like, "Oh, really? But no, this feud has been building up nicely, and I'm really looking forward to what they can do. Looking forward to seeing what they can do in a last-man-standing match. And... Fun fact, I was at SmackDown on the ramp and Big E shoved a pancake in my face. That was the greatest moment of my life. That's really all I got to say about that. Is that Big E shoved a pancake in my face? I got a high five from all the members of the New Day. Got a high five from Carmella, who's right on the ramp. Got a high five from Mustafa Ali. I got a high five from R Truth. I got a high five from Cedric Alexander. Um, I don't is there anybody else? I don't know off the top of my head I'd have to look at who came out for Kofi's celebration again cause there wasn't a lot during the show but it was a lot of those people or a good amount of those people if anybody that I got I think I got Otis too like I don't even remember if he was there Anyways, moving on. So we have, according to the Wikipedia of WrestleMania Thirty Five, there are now thirteen confirmed matches. Just to quickly run over them, we have Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins, Ronda Rousey versus Becky versus Charlotte. We got Buddy Murphy versus Tony Nese, We have Triple H versus Batista, Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin. I am going to speak about this real quick. I what I would like to see happen is Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin. Corbin jumps to Angle real quick. And then uh, Kurt Angle's like, that's all he had, Corbin? Really? I can have one more match. Now anybody in the back. And then Cena comes out. That, In a perfect world, that's how I'd like it. But if it's just Kurt Angle and Baron Corbin, that's it. I want Baron Corbin to win. Because the heat he'll get for winning. All uh, right, that's the only prediction I'm going to give for this episode. Then we have Shane versus The Miz and Falls Count Anywhere match. Uh, we got AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. We got the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. We got Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio. We got Bobby Lashley versus Finn Balor. We got Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. We got Sasha Bailey versus Divas of Doom versus Iconics versus Nia Jackson Tamina. And we got Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston. Now, matches... That they don't have on this card right now are the Raw Tag Team Titles, the SmackDown Tag Team Titles. We're going to talk about the Women's Tag, not the Women's Tag, the Women's Championship situation with Charlotte winning the title on SmackDown. And we don't have a Women's Battle Royal. So just those three brings it up to 16 matches if they're all there. And I was looking at this list, and just off the top of my head, a bunch of names are missing a bunch of big names I would say we got we're missing every male tag team on both brands. We're missing Andrade. there's no Ali there's no uh, there's no undertaker match there's there's no Cena unless the situation with Carningle like just explained happens. uh we're missing the entire Smackdown's r- women's roster. With not include... I'll I'll rephrase it real quick. We're missing the entire SmackDown singles women's roster because of the iconics are in the tag team match. And I'm not fully counting Becky and Charlotte as part of the SmackDown roster because they're challenging for the Raw Women's Championship. We're missing Dean Ambrose, which, okay, can be understandable, but he's a big name, wouldn't you agree? And we have Kevin Owens missing as well. So, my guess is, Andrade, Ali, maybe Dean and Kevin Owens will all be in the Andre the Giant Memorial Memorial Battle Royal just to give it some pop. Probably Sheamus and Cesaro will be in there, depending on what they do with the SmackDown tag team titles, and whether or not they actually have matches at WrestleMania. Right, if um, I think it's just an insult to not have the Usos at WrestleMania. I'm just gonna say that now. You got one week. WWE put the Usos on the WrestleMania main card. How about this? Hear me out, okay? I would love Usos versus New Day because Vince got upset that the Usos forfeited on SmackDown. So, we have Usos versus New Day at WrestleMania for the SmackDown tag team titles. We have Xavier Woods and Big E win the SmackDown tag team titles. And then we have Kofi Kingston win the WWE Championship. Not my prediction as of right now. I don't know. I got to see what happens next week. But just I'm just thinking of the scenario if Usos the New Day are fighting for the SmackDown Tag Team titles, and then imagine this the shot of Kofi Kingston with the WWE title and the New Day with the SmackDown Tag Team titles, and just like all hail the New Day, right? With how, with how, Kofi Kingston's getting, imagine how big of a reaction that the New Day are would get coming out on SmackDown Live after WrestleMania if Kofi's the WWE champion and the Xavier Woods and Biggie are the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Jeez, the might be louder than anything that happens on Raw after Mania. It's possible. Can't rule anything out with WWE really. Um. One piece of news that came out today, actually, that in regards to WrestleMania weekend, I didn't include it with the other news because it's basically in-ring stuff because it regards to Access, but they announced another Worlds Collide tournament. No, it's not a tournament. It's just a Worlds Collide coming back during Access. It includes all five brands, and they will have NXT UK tapings. They're going to have brand battles. It's, I think it was 20-man battle royals for both the men and the women. And on Monday's session, they're going to have a women's collide day where a bunch of women from all the different brands will be going against each other. And one match that stood out to me for this, all of out of all the matches, is Sanity versus Undisputed Era. That match is going to be... I'll leave whatever line, ma- line I'm in to watch that match live. I don't give two craps. <laughs> um, yeah, so. As you've probably noticed, I haven't specifically talked about this yet. That's because I want to rant a little bit, okay? And that's the whole Becky, Ronda, and Charlotte situation that's coming up. On WrestleMania. So, on Raw. And before, actually, before Raw on Monday, they announced that this match is going to main event to WrestleMania. Congratulations for your main event. You guys deserve it. I'm really proud. But this story this week just got so convoluted, even more so. It makes no sense. So, let me explain. So, on Monday. There was a beat-the-clock challenge that had zero purpose whatsoever, gave nobody an advantage, gave nobody a disadvantage, and basically they just jobbed at the Riot Squad to these three members of the, of, um, the match. <laughs> Couldn't think of that for whatever reason. So, that happened on Raw. And then, on SmackDown, we... Oh, so I was at Raw in Boston, and... So I didn't hear commentary, so I'm going to have to go back and look at it. But from what I heard, they announced a six-man a six-woman ta- six tag for next Monday. Uh Charlotte, Becky, and Ronda versus the Riot Squad. And if one member turns on their t- uh betrays their team, they're out of the match. So um I'll get to what, I, what my perfect <laughs> scenario for this would be. Um, so now Charlotte won the title for Moscow on SmackDown Live. It was a great match, by the way. Still can't get into Charlotte, though. I enjoyed it. But um, according to, I think it was Dave Meltzer on, I forget what website it was, whatever site posted it, Apparently, the title stipulation for that triple threat match is as follows. Let me find it. There it is. It is as follows. There's six different scenarios that could happen. So if Ronda beats Charlotte, she's a double champ. If Ronda beats Becky, she's only Raw Women's Champion. If Charlotte beats Ronda, she's a double champ. If Charlotte beats Becky, she's only SmackDown Women's Champ. If Becky beats Ronda, she's only Raw Women's Champ. And if Becky beats Charlotte, she's only SmackDown Women's Champ. Now, I think this is bullcrap. Let me explain. So, why? Why is only one title decided in a fall? So... Why is it possible for Charlotte and Ron to become double champs but not Becky? It just just makes no sense, I swear. But, so, here's my perfect scenario. Going back to what I had just said like a minute ago with the six-woman tag, and if you betray your team, you're out of the match. So Charlotte won the SmackDown Women's Championship. On Tuesday, that championship doesn't need to be in this Raw Women's Championship match. Okay. So, what I would love to see happen, right, is that Charlotte turns on Becky or Rhonda during this six-woman tag match. She gets booted from the Raw Women's Championship match, so we get the Becky-Ronda match we all wanted. Then, Charlotte goes on SmackDown the next night with her newly won championship. She complains, she whines, she grieves about not having a WrestleMania main event and demands... Uh, What does she demand? Let's see. And she demands to have a match at the caliber that she was had. And out comes Asuka. Asuka can not come out and say she wasn't prepared. They're talking about having a number one contendership match. That advertised all week. That never happened. As... As the show's called, the card is subject to change. And (laughs) the show fits perfect. The show name fits perfectly with what just happened. So, but so Charlie comes out, she whines, she moans. She wants a WrestleMania match. Out comes Asuka. She comes out. She says, oh, she wasn't ready. She didn't prepare. She wasn't expecting a match. She was just uh, expecting to know who her WrestleMania opponent was. Based on uh, Carmella, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, or Naomi. Also, by the way, all these women got screwed out of a c- opportunity against Asuka at WrestleMania. Which made me mad just for the entire women's SmackDown w- roster. Anyways, so it le- this can perfectly lead to the scenario that I've wanted for like three months ever since Becky won the Royal Rumble. Becky Ronda for the raw women's title. Charlotte Oscar for the SmackDown women's title. Boom. Two high profile women's championship matches. What more could you ask for if you're WWE? You don't need I don't think you need Charlotte in that main event. I think be- the Becky Ronda hype is enough for the main event. So that's just how my crazy brain's operating with this whole scenario. And that's all I have for this week. So, I really hope you enjoyed this new format, and let me know if um you re- if you if I should continue doing this, if I should just recap raw the way I was re- Raw raw SmackDown and NXT the way it was before. And it'd be so great if you could follow me on my social medias at William Kliske, on both Twitter and Instagram in which I just reached 1,000 th- followers on Twitter. So I don't know if any of you are actually listening, but thank you if you are. And I'm at 1,000 followers on Twitter, and I think I'm at f- 420 followers on Instagram. I'm going to double-check. Uh, Yep, <laughs> 420, blaze it. No, I'm just kidding. I don't do that. But, um, yeah, I'm at 420 followers on Instagram. I just passed 1,000 on Twitter. And I'd love to interact with anyone who's listening to this po- episode. So if you have any thoughts about anything that I said, and or even or disagree with anything I said, just hit me up and I'll have a conversation with you. I'd love to. But I hope you did enjoy this. Please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. Um. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, like I said, at William Kliske. And follow the show. I'm trying to get better at those social medias at Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. And check out the uh, Game Changer Sports Network at GameChangerSportsNetwork.com. And like their Facebook page. And as always, just remember, the card is always subject to change.